Okay, Mama, this episode is going to unload some heavy stuff that may be uncomfortable to listen to, but hear me out. I had to come to the same realization as well for myself in order to shift my perspective on how I parent my teenage daughter. Today's topic is mom guilt, the reasons why we have them, how they actually get in the way of our relationship with our daughter, and how to release it or at least simmer it down. Hey, but before that, are you looking for a supportive community? The common thing I ask the moms I work with to be most valuable is having a community with other moms who get it, who are in the weeds too, who are in the season of raising a tween or teen girl. We can encourage one another, laugh and support one another. If that's you too, I have a free mom community I invite you to be a part of. You can join by going to Linktree forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. That's L-I-N-K-T-R-R-T-R dot E-E forward slash Jeannie Baldomero. Hey mama, welcome to the Raising Her Confidently podcast. I'm Jeannie Baldomero, a mom of three, wife, friend, mom mentor, and your number one advocate for healthy mother-daughter relationships. I know you're frustrated with this new season of Raising Your Daughter. You find yourself literally Googling parenting a tween or teen girl because you just want to understand and help her out. You wish you could connect with your daughter with tools for a healthy relationship, guide her to be responsible and independent through boundary setting, and create a supportive community for you and your daughter. So mom, if you're ready to create an authentic and genuine relationship with your girl that is thriving and not just surviving, grab that glass of Merlot and kick off those fuzzy slippers and let's get going. Because I'm doing this all for you. As I finally admitted to why my irritation towards my daughter after she insisted that she didn't need any of my help and asked, why are you mad at me? Yes, that's mom guilt. And it wasn't because I was mad. It was because I didn't feel appreciated. Yep. And that's also insecurity. And now I'm being misunderstood. Yes, our teens need to have the skills to show appreciation be grateful, and have the emotional intelligence to think of others, that's a huge learning curve for our teens, right? But they also have a great way to push our mom guilt buttons every so often. They're teens. We can also almost expect that to happen. While the message my daughter was, my mom is mad at me for something I did. My actual message was, I'm doing the best because I did not have this for myself. You should feel grateful. There's a difference between guiding our girls. That was the discrepancy. Her interpretation of my statement and my actual meaning behind my statement were two totally different things. Well, maybe my tone should have been different, but then again, moms have a way of feeling guilty for what she said and what she really meant and start to really analyze. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, now she feels bad, now she thinks I'm mad at her, and I'm just misunderstood. So where does that come from? And how do we allow something small like that become a trigger for us to feel so guilty? Well, mom, we are notorious for imposing self-guilt. It's normal to feel like you're failing, but when it comes to parenting your tween teen daughter, Sometimes we let that happen a little too much, right? However, we cannot allow that failure to affect the way we relate our daughters. And by the way, mama, you're not failing. You're doing your best. 
The stories we tell ourselves when we see or experience something that keeps us from that rich relationship with our daughters is detrimental. Things that we say like, I must be doing something wrong or I'm not doing enough because she's rejecting me in this way. She's not receiving it the way I thought she should receive it or I don't feel appreciated the way I thought I should feel appreciated. Hun, this is so untrue. I'll tell you why. We can each come up with a story, right? Or at least we come with a story. And if we're not clear on what it is and how our story shapes the way we think, the way we relate, the way we speak to ourselves, whether it's good or bad, we default to blaming ourselves out of shame, out of lack, or out of not meeting expectations, whether it be yours or your daughter's. These stories that we tell ourselves is a barrier from reaching out to your daughter. It keeps you from wanting to lean in and do the messy work of championing your daughter through this season. So before we get into that, like what parts of these stories give reason to mom guilt? What fuels the mom guilt in you? Well, I'll share three with you that I've had to work through to release my own mom guilt. You ready? Number one, how we were raised. So as a kid, I was raised with a mom that did everything right. <laughs> well, she at least did her best. So having a teenager that did the total opposite, she literally didn't know what to do with me. And so a lot of the guilt came into performance. I was raised to perform, to perform and to do things at my best capabilities. My mom didn't intentionally do that. That's the way uh, her mindset was, and so it poured into me. And so how I interpreted was, you do your best no matter what, right? Once you uh, put your head into it, you do your best. And of course, that is something that we want to instill is uh, perseverance and endurance and you know having goals, but at what cost, right? So mine was um, doing your best at regardless, at all costs. Like basically an A minus is already an F. <laughs> or maybe you being raised as a teenager, maybe you just never did some of the things that your daughter is doing now or experienced that. So you probably thought, wow, I must be doing something wrong because I never did that as a child. <clears throat> I never really talked back to my mom like that. And she is, so I must be doing something different my mom from what my mom did. Maybe it's the relationship with your mom. How was your relationship with your mom like? Well, for me and my mom, <clears throat> I know she leaned in as much as she could, but I had a, a huge straight arm towards her, meaning like she couldn't come in within my walls that I had put up uh, as a teenager. My relationship with my mom at 13 was one of your mom, I'm teenager, you don't know what you're doing, but I do. So maybe carrying in some of your relationship with your mom feeds into that guilt of being a mom yourself. You see things in your relationship or in you, maybe parts of the things that you didn't like with your relationship with your mom, or your expectation is to have what you had with your mom with your relationship or responses from your daughter and it's not happening. Maybe it's winding, wanting to fill a void that you lacked in your own relationship in the past. Your relationship with your daughter 
will be an expectation where whatever you lacked with your relationship with your mom, with, um, I don't know what, friendships, that you're going to find that within your relationship with your daughter. Number two, our own insecurities. We tell ourselves that we're not equipped to raise teens. We can easily listen to that lie that we're not enough and ask ourselves, why are we not capable of doing this? For me, when I get into that mode where this is too much, who am I to be your mom? I quickly stop and pray. And I pray that the Lord shows me how I am equipped to do this. Whether you pray or not, stop to tell yourselves, I am equipped to do this. There is a reason why I am a mom, right? This is a season of teenhood and we can easily fall into the trap of saying I'm not equipped. Now look back at your own experiences or moms that are uh, your friends or even your own mom, your grandparents that survived, I should say survived, but have gotten through the teen stage of raising their own teens. So you can do this too, right? Another insecurity is the need to do more. Uh, maybe based on what you observe of your daughter, you feel like you are not doing enough and that there needs to be more to be done. I think of helicopter moms or tiger moms. I have to admit my kids actually called me that when they were younger and boy did that check me fast because uh, I didn't consider myself a tiger mom until they pointed that out to me. So maybe the need to do more, the lack of understanding, maybe you feel like going back to the not equipped enough that you're not understanding this stage or some of the reactions your daughter is giving you, or the belief in being incapable, that you truly believe you are not capable of raising a teen or tween daughter for whatever reason. Maybe it's, I don't know, past trauma, or maybe it's this uh, lie that you believe that you truly aren't equipped to be one. Or maybe it's the fear of the future, that our insecurities feed into our fear of what the future will look like for our daughter. And so we begin to feel guilty because we see things we don't like within our daughter that we tried our best to raise as a younger girl, and you start to see them peek out in this stage, and now you fear that this is what their future is going to look like. Now, is that common? <laughs> Do I hear you saying yes? Because I can feel very guilty of moving forward into the future too much based on what I see now. And number three, uh, some of the stories we tell ourselves can come from what we've learned, what we've learned from others. I know I have girlfriends that have a wonderful relationship with their daughters and I believe I have a wonderful relationship with my own daughter, but we can't help but compare, right? That their relationship must be doing far more better than my relationship because I see yada, 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 yada. And we can fall into that trap of comparing our relationship with our daughter with other people's relationship of what we see. Kind of like social media, you get the highlights, but we really don't understand what's going on behind the scenes, the type of work that it took for them to get to where they are now, right? So instead, we'll go over some of the things, what we can do to offset some of that thinking and the lies that we tell ourselves when we compare 
ourselves to other mother-daughter relationships. Maybe even from research, the books we've read. There are plenty, plenty of books that are uh, great and wonderful books to help us raise our daughters. One that I actually would recommend is Untangled. I actually don't have, let me see if I have the book here real quick. Untangled by Dr. Lisa Dumore. And it's called Guiding Teenage Girls Through the Seven Transitions into Adulthood. I highly recommend that book, Untangled, um, if you would like to do some research. But here's a preface. Sometimes research can allow us, and depending on each individual, to utilize the information we're reading as something that's set in stone instead of parts or even whole parts in a book to add to your tools of how to parent your daughter, right? An example, for example, when I was a young mom and with my first child, I read the book, What to Expect the First Year. Now, don't get me wrong, I got lots of great information in there, but I was so desperate to know how to parent my first child, I grabbed the first book, which was popular at the time, What to Expect the First Year, and I took each one like what it was. If it said, the so this book goes over milestones, what to expect within the first year of your growing baby. By first month, they should be doing this. By second month, they should be doing this. By month four, they should be sitting up on their own. So I took it to heart, every single milestone in there, and it drove me absolutely crazy when my son didn't meet some of these milestones. And then all of a sudden, it started to turn on me. I must be doing something wrong. I <laughs> I am an awful mom because he's not meeting these milestones. I know it's not his fault because he's just a baby, so it must be me. So sometimes research can bite us in the behind and tell us those stories that I must be doing something wrong. It just depends how you take research. And for me at the time, that was a big lesson learned not to take so much of what you read to heart and set in stone because each individual child, as you know, are completely different. And maybe from our own past experiences, we can, we can learn from our own past what we do not want to happen with our daughter, our daughter what we do want for our daughter. For me, it's basically my 13-year-old year. I want my parent, my daughter to have good relationship with me. Uh, I don't want th- her to think that she can be raised by her friends because she might think they might know better, um, coming from my own story. But sometimes past experiences keep us from basically what we're learning from our past experiences can add to our guilt and our expectations of how we're raising our daughter and what we see from her. So what do we do with this information? Mom guilt, again, let's go back, can stem from the stories that we come from that then can turn into these lies that we hold on to a little bit longer about how we were raised, our own personal insecurities, and what we've learned can all be stories or parts of stories that we hold on to, a mindset that we tell ourselves that allows us to hold on to this mom guilt, to bring that into our parenting when when it comes to relating to our daughter. And I'll tell you why this is um, something that gets in the way, because when we hold on to these stories, 
they become a wedge, a barrier between you and your daughter and really keeps you from doing the hard work and rolling up your sleeves and doing the messy work of raising your teen through this season. So when we allow these stories to dictate us, sometimes we just don't even realize we're holding on to them and it becomes, it turns into this form of mom guilt. So what can we do from here? Because I know you mom want a healthy relationship uh, one that is kind of guilt-free, right? At least we're human, so sometimes we'll have some guilt. Um, I know that when we start to feel that way or when our daughters try to push those buttons, I know it's a call for help when my daughter does that, that there's something going on for me to have an attention, not to internalize and become guilty about it, but to be aware and understand, okay, how can I lean in a little bit more to help guide her? Right? So here we go. Grab your journal. This is what I want you to do after you listen to this. I want you to grab your journal and find a quiet space. I want you to take each of these reasons, right? The three reasons, how we were raised, our insecurities, and what we've learned. And I want you to write out what you liked or didn't like about how you were raised, what triggers you when it comes to raising your girl and why, what makes you feel that way? Something, um, did somebody said, say something to you in the past and when it comes up into the present, does that trigger you? A thought or belief that you believe about yourself? Do you have a friend that has an amazing relationship with your girl? One, let me let you know, like I told you earlier, no one is perfect. Two, we just don't know how they got there. Right? And three, instead of comparing yourselves and shying away, maybe lean in and find it encouraging when you ask about what is working and what their struggle was, right? They're human too. We can base our judgment on assumptions and lies, right? So lay it out, lay it all out as you reflect, read, and write. You'll see how these false beliefs mindsets get in the way of your relationship with your daughter. When we come with this invisible weight and we bring that unintentionally into your relationship because you and your daughter do not deserve that, right? So as you lay it out and you see it, it's a, going to be a process. This is not a one and done thing. This will be a process. It's like unpeeling an onion. It's uncomfortable. It stings in the eye and will shed some tears, right? Depending on your story and what realizations you come up with. So what do you do with this? Here's some things that I had to do as I did that myself. One, forgive. Whether it forgive yourself for holding on to these things or some of the things that you feel shameful or um, guilty about. Forgive other people who have projected that guilt onto you. Maybe forgive situations that you're holding on to that just needs to be let go. Number two, find community. Maybe a trusted friend, a group of moms who are in the same season. Maybe a mom mentor. Um, hello, I can help you. <laughs> the reason why we want to do that is because one, that you're not alone. You're not the crazy one feeling guilty. You will feel encouraged and that somebody can hold your hand along the way walk side by side with you as you process this, right? And maybe number three, find pro professional help. 
there are probably going to be some things that you just don't know why this happens. So professional health, being with a therapist allows you to have a deeper dive into these reasons that keep you from moving forward. Maybe there'll be some revelations and directions and your therapist can equip you with tools that can help you. So mama, do these things um, for yourself, for your relationship with your daughter, and really stem where this mom guilt comes from, okay? Now, I know this was some heavy work. I pray that your work diving into these sources of your guilt will help you get clarity and freedom so that you may continue to work closely with your daughter. Guilt-free, guilt-free. You got this, mama. Don't forget, you have a community of moms who get you. Come on over to our free mom community at linktree forward slash Jeannie Valdemero. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.